Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, you hurt my feelings. Murgatroyd, how are you doing after that uh, horrible thing that you did to me the other night lying in bed as I was getting ready to go to sleep uh, for the evening? Uh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? (laughs) I actually had really good sleep that night. (laughs) The other night I was lying in bed and we were talking about politics, right? The subject of politics came up and I voiced my opinion and I now know that I have voiced that opinion one too many times. And Kim basically said, you know, look, we're we're arguing a lot more than we've argued before. Everything with you, and by the way, when you're pissed at somebody, you become global and it's everything. Everything with you is a fight and you're turning into your political parents. Well, that did not sit well with me as I was literally ready to put my beautiful earplugs and eye mask in and go for a, uh, you know, melatonin's in my belly. Um, I am in my, my eight sleep cool down mattress with blackout curtains and perfectly ready for sleep. Well, 10 minutes later, I'm upstairs, um, journaling, uh, how I want to kill her, um, slowly, (laughs) at night and how pissed that she made me. And I just went upstairs because I knew I was pissed and I needed to get it out. So I just journaled and journaled and journaled. And after I took the voodoo doll and stuck every pin I could find in the house in her eyeballs, I slowly passed out, went to sleep and then needed to do it again the next morning. <laughs> Melted me. And after the 17th page of journaling over what she did to me, I come to realize a couple of questions. And the questions were, 
why was I reacting the way I was reacting, right? So it's very easy for me to go, you know, fuck you, mind your own business. I'm, a, I'm entitled to a political opinion if I have one, and I don't appreciate you telling me what I can have or not have, right? But what really was the question was, why was I so, why, why was all that energy uh, built up into that thing? And what I realized is that I, I am personally in a place now where I am so fucking over this COVID shit and mask wearing stuff that we are in that I don't want to talk about it. I don't want my temperature taken. I don't want to hear it on the news anymore. I don't want to talk with people about writing 2020 off. I don't want to have to fill a mastermind and then have to reschedule it and go somewhere else because the country is closed. I'm just pissed about it. And that energy and frustration is born from me feeling like, you know, not to get too dramatic, but it's like my rights are taken, my ability. Like, you know, I've got, as a, as a kid, I was abused a lot and I've got some real bully issues, right? If somebody's bullying me, I want to take them down. I want to like, I want to cut them off at the knees. And so when I see these people sort of like walking around the town here, giving tickets for you not wearing a mask, which is still going on here, we're recording this in uh, mid-October, it is, I'm just done with it. I'm done. And anybody that is offering a solution that is moving me closer to being done with this, right, wrong, scientific or not, I am naturally finding myself, you know, gravitating towards, even if I don't think it's the smartest decision in the world. And so I had to, you know, have an apology the next morning and, and say, what is she really saying? She's really saying that we have a good relationship. We don't argue, but we're arguing. We do what um, Gottman calls bidding for, uh, a, a bid is basically any effort that you make towards the other person. It could be a note, it could be a conversation, it could be looking in their eyes, it could be tapping them on the ass. It, you know, Anything that you do overtly towards them counts as a bid. And bids um, for couples who are happy, reported happy, um, have about 70 bids a day from the, from the morning to the evening, which seems like a lot, but it's really not when you think about it. Like, it's kind of like you could walk into the kitchen and say, hey, baby, that's a bid, right? So what I realized was that the contrast of me not behaving that way and her pointing it out, while it made me angry, it snapped me out of the political state that I was in. And I was not in the political state because I'm a political guy. I was in a, I was in a political state because I'm sick of this shit. So I needed, I, I'm using politics to voice, to get on my soapbox and get over the frustrations that I'm feeling right now. And she, what she did was she directly let me know, she probably had been swallowing it for a long time. And then that comment at that time was enough for her to say, enough is enough, I'm tired of us bickering about different positions. She's not feeling, she's feeling it, but not feeling it at the level that I was feeling it. Like I was literally having panic attacks and had to like hire an NLP person to help me 
go to sleep because I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning with like my heart pounding. Like this whole shit has really affected me. And the, the contrast that she brought up about how it's now affecting our relationship made me prioritize, well, what's more important to me? What's, is, is this whole COVID thing um, more important and me voicing a political opinion more important than my relationship? The answer is no, it's not. What's most important for me is my relationship. So it forced me to, through the process of journaling, get real clear on why I was acting that way. And then two is listening to her telling me this is affecting our relationship and we need to improve it and then gaining clarity and interrupting the pattern. So that's, that's my dump. What's your thoughts? Here's the part you missed in, in the bed that night. What I said to you was, I don't know where this is going because we are arguing over little things, not just politics. We are arguing and bickering over little things so much more than we ever have before. We are bidding so much less than we ever had before. And you're becoming really political. And I don't like being, not political like, you know, he's got a flag and he's walking the streets and encouraging people to vote. Political in a, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you don't know this is what has to happen. Like in an argumentative way, not in a healthy political debate way, but in an argumentative like way. Because obviously, look, I don't want this to be a political podcast. That's not what this was about. What, what it was for me about is this Rob's feeling of his freedom being pulled from him, the confusion of which way to go is correct the the hate and the anger and the crazy and the the what it's triggering in all these people it's triggering in him and so my a personal opinion was that he's got so much balled up within himself that now we're it's not just about like a political thing or a um you know your your position on whatever it is it was bleeding over into just little nitpicky argument things in our life, which when it bleeds over into the other parts of my life and we're bidding less, waking up in the morning, not getting a kiss in the morning, not getting a kiss before bed, barely saying goodnight. Those things are so not normal for us that, you know, I gave him a minute. I know he's been going through a lot of stuff with this. I know he's been trying to correct it, but it's, it's, elevating and it's amping up. And when I start seeing this like argumentative side, I'm like, this is not who you are. I feel like Moana. This is not who you are. This is not who we are. And I don't like where this is heading. I love that. Okay. So stay with that for one second, because that was so good. So I'm pissed and I'm angry about what's going on. You say something and I'm looking for an argument, and the argument is allowing me to- Release your frustration. Release the frustration and get out the pent energy or direct it. Even though it's misdirected, I'm directing it at something because it's in there. You interrupt the pattern and say, this is not us, what's going on with you? I journal and say, what's going on with me? Well, first you tried 
to kill me in your journal <laughs> and, well, but, and voodoo doll me. Okay, but listen, you know, there there's something that I learned from um, a guy named Garrett White who wrote The Warrior's Way. And inside of men particularly, and I think women to a certain extent too, but inside of men, we have something that, you know, can border on rage. And it's probably the testosterone that's that's in us. And when we get angry and upset, we have to, we either suppress that rage or we channel it into an exercise like journaling out the rage, right? If you suppress it, it comes out in another way, right? It's like taking a, a, a big balloon and sticking it under the water. It eventually pops up. But if you get the rage out and you see it for what it is and you turn the lights on and you look at the cockroaches, then you have to, number one, you've gotten it out, right? Everything with guys is like, it's a lot of energy and it's like- That's just people in general. It's people, yeah. okay. You get it You get it out. And then when you get it out, you're able to look at it for what it is. So I think that, I think there's, there's, um, there's some lessons here for me. Number one is- when your partner is not showing up the way that you want them to show up and they react to that, my belief is if you have a good relationship, then you will journal and get out, not with them, because it's if it's ineffective to do it when you're in that state. Me fighting for why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling isn't going to help. So journaling it out, number one, to get it out. And then number two is seeing it for what it really is and properly prioritizing it. So here's what I just had an aha moment in the in our life that can really help couples, I think, in their relationships. So what you could have done that night is fought back and said all the things to me that you probably wrote about me in your journal, but you didn't. You went and you journaled. And by the way, when we say journal, I know we've said this before, but just to reiterate, we don't mean you know you open up your diary and you're journaling for some future reading. This is like the chicken scratch. It doesn't even honestly need to be legible. This is the journaling for the trash can journal. This is not something you're reading later, like Dear Diary, my wife was an asshole today. Like that's not what's going on. The aha moment for me was many relationships, instead of taking the time to do the work personally and saying, here's what I believe you said in your head. My wife just pissed me off. Your subconscious probably was saying, there may be, she may have a valid argument. And if she feels this way, then there's something I need to look at, but I'm really pissed. And instead of yelling at me or fighting the fight or giving me your side and your opinion, you went and put it on paper. And that allowed you to get out the attack, the pain, and not direct that pain. Because I think what happens in relationships is people feel hurt by whatever the person said, even if it's true, they feel hurt and they go in the defense and they attack and they attack and they attack and they say things that they probably shouldn't have said and they probably don't really mean, they mean because they're hurt, they don't mean it because it's true. Instead of doing it on paper, getting it out and then having clarity about the conversation and going back to it. 
what Rob's strategy, every guy, I'm sorry, guys, every guy and girl couldn't really learn from this because I said what I had to say. He said he didn't really get what I was saying. And I let it go. And by the way, people say, don't go to sleep mad. Maybe. But I think if Rob and I just sat up fighting about that, it would have never, it wouldn't have come to the completion and we would have had way more hurt feelings to overcome. So I said what I had to say. He didn't like it. He came upstairs, he journaled it out. And in the morning, he came with clarity and said, here's what I think is happening. Uh, but the first thing he did was give me a kiss because he had to correct that that part of it. So I think if you're someone in a relationship where you guys um, exchange mean things <laughs> during fights and... Um, say things that you probably don't mean and have these long drawn out fights, maybe try to put in the strategy of journaling first and coming to some clarity and then having a conversation instead of a fight. That was my aha. Yeah, I think that's great. I hope um, that made sense. It did, made actually perfect sense. Um, there's two things that you said that I wanted to share. One of them is in all of Gottman's research, who's a marriage researcher, great, he's, he's written some great books. I would, I would Google him, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. He said, it is a complete misnomer that going to sleep mad, not going to sleep mad is effective. In fact, in all of the research that he's done on the thousands of couples that he's tracked over 30, 40, probably f pushing 50 years now, um, who have happy marriages, that is not a rule that they have. In fact, it's the opposite. They go to sleep pissed and they wake up when they're refreshed and clear-headed and they've processed it and they can come at the conversation, come at it from a, a conversational standpoint, not an argument standpoint, but there ain't shit you're going to do at the end of a day in a dark room in bed up until three o'clock in the morning. You know, do you think that you're going to have a fight and then you're going to go to sleep and it's just going to be like the best sleep ever? You might as well just get up and journal and get it out. That's the first thing. Second thing is when, whenever I, like there is not a lot of things, like I'm a passionate guy, but there's not a lot of things that I have a lot of anger energy behind, you know, like I'm pissed about that. Like I know people are pissed about everything. I'm not one of those guys. So what I have an energy that's be, that's like, I'm looking for a fight or I'm arguing the point, there's something going on with me. And I got to figure out what the hell that is. Like when I, when I feel myself like looking looking to get you and looking to prove my point and looking to, to show you that you're wrong, there's something in me that I've got to figure out. Now, look, you know, uh, I have I have the benefit of of uh, of hindsight right now. That is, this is not the way I was thinking that night. No, but you, it is though. There is a part of you that was thinking that that night, which is why you got up to journal this. And what great self realization! There are people that go through so much of life and never have an eighth of what you just said, where they can go and say, if I'm doing this, if I am argumentative, if I am picking a fight, that's not me, something's going on. That is such good know thyself that I think that's huge. And a lot of people, you know, it's not easy to do, right? Because you have ego involved and you have you know, your your opinion and you do have your opinions. I don't want you to not have an opinion. I just want you to not pick fights with me. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I like, I'm not the person that says you can't 
choose the opposite of me. I don't care about that. I just really don't want you picking fights with me over it. Here's the, here's the other part of it. The other part is that when you uncover the truth, like the real truth and not the bullshit that you have in your head, when you cover the real truth and then when this situation comes up again, the conversation is different. And the conversation is like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just need this thing to be over. This is really fucking with my head and I'm, I'm freaked out about it and I want to move on with my life. And I just feel like I just, you know, I'm probably making a decision for the wrong guy right now because, you know, I just, you know, I'm just fucked up in my head over this thing as opposed to fighting about why your position is right. You know, gain, gaining clarity on where you are. You get the idea. Yeah, so- you know what do you, what do you learn from our our latest fight right you learn that one you should voice what's going on i will tell you that as a rule i think you and i both give each other some grace in our um in our <laughs> bitchy states mm-hmm. so if i'm on you know my last nerve with whatever and I'm more harsh you'll let me do it for a little while and see if I snap out of it naturally cuz it's not my natural state of being and if I don't you'll comment on it and same for you and I think because we allow each other the grace of being human when we each comment on it chances are one we probably already know we were doing it or two, it creates an introspective look because we aren't the people that walk around going, well, why are you so bitchy all the time? Like we're not those people. There's not a cap off the toothpaste. There's not like, there's not like constant bickering. You know, a lot of people think that when you're in a marriage, it's normal to just bicker all the time. That that might be your common experience, but that's not normal and it's not healthy. And we don't do that. So when we do bring it up to each other, it is meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave I'll leave you I'll leave you with this. There's something that we do naturally that I would strongly recommend um, that you do. Uh, well let me just say this. There's there's something that we do naturally that Gottman says is something that couples who are reported happy self-reported happy do and that is the process of after a fight processing the fights and the processing of the fight is looking at it through clear eyes taking your responsibility for it explaining what you were feeling why you were feeling that way because if you don't do that then it's going to happen again and the other person is like God, they were really fucking a dick the other night. But if you explain to them, this is what I'm feeling and this is why I acted that way, it was wrong and I shouldn't have and I took it out on you and I shouldn't have. You know, versus, to, to use, to versus use a, let's just forget what happened and move on. Yeah, to use a Clintonism, let me, let me explain. It, it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. And yeah. that explanation sometimes will help. So we hope our uh, arguing brings you joy um, and <laughs> happiness. Um, and uh, hopefully mean. hopefully you have hopefully learned. Hopefully it's over. Hopefully, I think, I think it is. Hopefully you have learned something by, from that. All right, have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or 
their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 